So where do you go for advice? Uh, you know, you can go to uh, Alexa, go to Google, you can go to Siri, and you can get information, but they can't really give you advice, can they? I mean, they can tell you what the weather's going to be like. They can tell you kind of uh, what the movie times are. They can tell you how to convert from the English system to metric. And they can help you with a bunch of stuff like that. Even, they can even tell you, I mean, Alexa can even tell you a joke. Siri can't. Apparently, Siri has no, Siri's too serious, apparently, because she can't tell any jokes. But uh, some of you with an iPhone, you can check afterwards and ask, ask Siri a joke, and she'll give you some lame excuse. But anyways, beautiful phone anyway, so good for you. Um, <laughs> now you're insulted, and you'll say, well, I'm never but where, where do you go to get information, especially when you have questions about life, like where am I going, where have I come from, what's my purpose, where do I find hope, where do I find uh, life, you know, where do I get all that stuff? So, so where do you go with that? Um, I'm afraid Alexa and Siri and Google can't really help you there. And, but you know, the good news is that God has spoken to us. And Christmas is really the great statement that God makes where he doesn't just speak to us, he sends his son to be with us, which is absolutely huge. And one of the things the scripture tells us is it tells us all those, it gives us all those answers to those questions we ask, like, where do we come from? And essentially the Bible says that God created a, a perfect world and he placed people in this world and they failed and they sinned and now we're living in a fallen world and so God just entered into this rescue, into, into this fallen world to rescue us. So all those things come in, and John talks about that in his gospel. Here's what John says in the gospel. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that was, has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. So a couple things that, that, that we find in Scripture. Number one, God created a perfect world, and He placed people in this world. It was a great place. But they were given a decision. They were given freedom, like we all are, to choose either to follow Him, to walk with Him, or to go their own way. And of course, you know the answer. They chose to go their own way, just like we do today. And it plunged the world into sin, it, it poisoned our relationships. So now, whatever world we're born into, now we're not only born into a world, we're born into a family where relationships can tend to be broken, they can tend to be hard, they can be, tend, tend to be uh, longing. And, and during the holidays, that really brings it out, doesn't it? When you're with your family and, and you know, you kind of didn't get a chance to vote on that, you were part of it, it's not healthy and you struggle. But you know you still have that family connection. And so the holidays can be a difficult time for many of us. And so uh, because of their choice, we it has affected our lives. And because we make choices, we kind of continue those patterns, those unhealthy, uh, ungodly patterns. If we're honest, though, we will admit there's something missing in our lives. That there's that purpose, that meaning, that desire that, that, that emptiness in our lives that only God can fill. And that's why God, had, that's why we celebrate Christmas, because it reminds us that God didn't leave us alone. 
he not only entered into our world, but he wants to enter into our life. He wants to become part of our life. And so God determined that he wasn't going to leave us alone, that he was going to provide a rescue party. And he sent a rescue party of one. And his name is Jesus. And he didn't send him as a king. He didn't send him as a soldier. He didn't send him as a politician. He sent him as a baby in a manger, a helpless baby in a manger. And this is the way John puts that. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to be called children of God. We call this event the, the incarnation or the, the, the birth of Jesus Christmas. That's what we celebrate, that God became man. The, the rescue party has come from heaven to earth to set us free. God entered into our world. He entered as a vulnerable child. He entered into our pain. He entered into our struggles to save us, to help us, to rescue us. Christmas means that something has gone wrong. Something has gone wrong. Not just in our world, but in our lives. But it also means something has gone right. And what it means is Christmas means something has gone wrong. That we're help. We need help. We need a savior. We need to be rescued. And God knew that. So he didn't just say, um, I'll, I, I hope things work out for you. He entered into our world. And so he became the rescue party because something went wrong. We needed help. But something went right because he loved us enough that he would send his son. And Jesus was willing to give his life and to come into our world, to leave his throne, and to be born as an as a infant in a manger for us. That's what we find from Scripture. And Jesus came so that we could not just experience eternal life at the end of this life, but abundant life here and now. And I just want to suggest that many of us are not experiencing abundant life. And I want to talk about that just for a minute. Because Jesus says this in John 10, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Can you look back at this last year and say, boy, life was full this last year. I've lived it to the full. That doesn't mean everything went right or went well for you. But in spite of your circumstances, in spite of what happened, you still kind of like were a cork. You, you popped up above your circumstances. You lived a full life this last year. If you haven't, then Jesus wants that for this coming year. And you can have it. Here's the problem, though. And this is where we struggle. Every one of us struggles with this. Because we live in a world that says something that is very dramatically different than what the, the gospel says, what God says through his son. We, we live in a world that says, and we believe this, that we can live a happy, fulfilled, productive life without God. Without God. We don't need him. That's, that's what we believe. And Jesus calls us to real life. He calls us to a full life. He says, I want to give you a full life here and now. Not just forever, but here and now. I remember when I was a, a, a child, and I had five brothers right in the middle. And I remember at Christmas, there's always that one toy, that one thing you think, this is what I want for Christmas. And you say, God, you know, Mom, Dad, uh, this is what I want, you know. And you come down, and you couldn't hardly sleep that night, right? You, you kind of were up at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and then my final parents said, all right, fine, go down, you know, whatever. Um, but you go down and you get the present, you open up, wow, just what I wanted, and you play with it. And like later on in the day, it's like, is that all there is? 
lot of them better than me. I was cool and all that stuff, but come on. Then you're off to something else. It's always something else, isn't it? Have you done this? Have you ever done this? Did you do this as a kid? Did you say, well, if I have this, if I get this, then I, oh, it's gonna be a great Christmas, great day. And you get it, you go, well, that was cool, but just wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. Maybe you still do this. Um, maybe you're the kind of person today that you love to shop because um, buying things gives you a high. Only to be disappointed later on. It is kind of what I call the Amazon high. That you, you order and you go, man, I can't wait till that gets here. I've ordered these and this is coming and this is coming and this is coming. And you have Amazon boxes all over the house. You get that Amazon high, right? Jesus is calling us something greater, something better. And, and, and here's the rub. The rub is we don't know whether we can trust him. We don't know if we trust that if we give him our lives, that we will find that fulfillment and that joy and the happiness. And we have a world that tells us the day that you connect your life to Christ, you just give up all your rights, you give up all your freedom, and you will you'll drop like an anchor. That's what we're told. C.S. Lewis has a, an interesting quote. He basically says our biggest problem is that we desire too much. It's that we desire too little. Here's how he puts it. It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures, fooling around with drink and sex and ambition, when infinite joy is offered us, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are too easily pleased, far too easily pleased. Here's the lie that we believe. We think that we can find meaning, purpose, hope, life, and fill our emptiness without Him. We really believe that. We think that if I can just live that lifestyle, if I can just land that job, if I can just find that right person, if I can just live that storybook life that someone else has that I know, it wouldn't, then I'll have arrived. And if I can just arrive, then my life will be full. You know, we describe this world as a rat race, don't we? And we describe it as climbing the ladder. And the idea is that one day we'll climb the ladder high enough to get out of the rat race. And, and the idea is, if I once I achieve that perfect relationship, and I find that perfect person in my life, and I have this perfect family, and I make this have this great, fulfilling job, and I feel like I'm accomplishing something, and my life has purpose, and I reach the top of the ladder, the, the ladder, it'll I'll be out of the rat race, and my life for the first time will have purpose in me. And every one of us goes after that. Some of you, when I say the next name, you're going to say, oh no, Tom Brady, okay? Tom Brady's an interesting person. He's won five Super Bowls. Four of those Super Bowls, he was the MVP. So he has a ring for every one of, one of his hands, he has a ring. He may win one this year, who knows? But the bottom line is he has five, five MVPs. 
He's married to a beautiful woman. She's a model. She makes millions and millions of dollars. He makes millions and millions of dollars. They have healthy kids. They have more money. He has more money than he could ever spend. And in 19, or 2009, after he had won his third Super Bowl, this was shortly after he had won his third Super Bowl, now he's won two more since then. But this was number three. He was interviewed by 60 Minutes. And basically, they were talking, it was interesting where the, the interview went. It was just kind of a general interview, how's things going, what are you feeling like, what it, what, you know, what's it like to be at the top of the ladder, top of your game, one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game. And this is what, this is what uh, he says in that 60-minute interview in 2009. He says, why do I have three Super Bowl rings and still think there's something greater out there for me? Maybe a lot of people would say, hey man, this is what it, it is. I've reached my goal. My life is me. I think, God, there must be more than that. There must be more than that. This is by a man who's reached the top of the ladder in every category that our world says, if you get there, man, you've arrived. He's arrived. And the reporter says to him, well, what's the answer? When he asks the question, there must be more than this. And the reporter says, well, what is the answer? And his answer is this. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. He's asking the right question. He's asking, is that all there is? He's gotten to the top and he's looked out and he says, this is it. I thought there'd be more. Whatever you think of Tom Brady, he's asking the right question. Where do you get your life direction answers? Where are you going to get them this year when life gets hard? When, when things don't go well in, in your marriage or in your relationship or at work or in life in general? Where, where are you going to find hope? Where are you going to find encouragement? You know, Google can't help you at that point. Siri can't help you with that point. Alexa, she's not going to be very much help. The good news is that God has spoken to us. And Christmas reminds us that God spoke to us. He didn't just speak. He entered into the earth. Through nature, we can look around and we can see his hand, his powerful, intelligent, creative hand. Just look at nature. Sunrise, sunset, look at the universe. Through his word, he speaks uh, purpose and meaning in life, about who we are, how we are valuable, where we're going. All those questions are addressed in the scripture. Through his son, Jesus Christ, Christmas reminds us that God has spoken by entering into our world. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way. In the past, God spoke through our to our ancestors through the prophets, at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son. So God has spoken and God is still speaks today. The question is, will you listen to him? Will you hear his voice? And when you hear his voice, will you listen and will you obey?
Will you follow him? Will you trust him? You've heard the story probably about the man who was climbing on a mountain and he, he hit a part of the rock that was slippery. He started to slide. He had that awful feeling like, I'm going to go off this, this cliff that's hundreds of feet down. And he's grasping for anything. And as he's just about ready to go off the edge, he grabs onto this tree that's growing out of the creek of the rock. He's holding onto this branch for dear life. And he, he's alone and he cries out, Is anybody there? Is anybody there? Finally, a voice comes and says, Yes, I'm here. It's God. He says, God, help. And God says, Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to let go of the branch. Let go. And the man listens and he says, wait a minute. What do you want me to do? The branch is, the, the tree's coming out. Let go of the branch. And the man thinks and he thinks and he thinks and he finally says, is anyone else out there? Isn't that the way we are? God speaks to us and says, here's what I want you to do. We say, Google, Siri, Alexa, you got something better? See, the problem is, that's our problem. We don't want to listen. We want an easy solution, a quick, easy solution to our complicated problems. And it doesn't always work that way, does it? Where will you find, is coming here, where will you find clarity when you're confused? Hope when you're down, forgiveness when you fail, and love when you're alone. The answer is, when you go and you look to God, and you look to his word, he will answer those questions, and he will guide you. Jesus says, I didn't just come to give you eternal life. I came to give you abundant life here and now. You can have it today. I haven't stopped speaking. You just stopped listening. So this Christmas, may it be a day where you open your ears and say, God, speak to me. Speak to me, and I will listen. I will listen. Christmas tells us a couple of really important truths. We're in trouble. We're in so much trouble that God had to enter this world to, to rescue us and save us. That's what Christmas is all about. But the good news is we're loved. We're loved. And that's why he came. Those are the that's the truth of Christmas. He still speaks, though, to those who will listen. Will you be one of those people this year that when God speaks, you'll say, Lord, speak away and help me to obey. Can you bow your heads with me and let me pray? Father, thank you for bringing us together this day to celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for that he didn't just tell us what to do, but he entered in and provided the only path of rescue of redemption, of forgiveness, of salvation. That when he gave his life, was buried and rose again on the third day. Thank you that he left his throne to save us. We love you, Father, but we thank you that you, you loved us first. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for willingly coming into this world as a helpless baby. And thank you, Father, that you still speak if we will listen. May we open our spiritual ears up and hear your voice this coming year. Pray this all in Jesus' name.